All right, thank you for tuning in to the Imperfectly Inspirational Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bowman. We're so glad to have each and every one of you tuning in. And if you haven't done so yet, go down and click the uh, subscribe button so this way you don't miss out on any of our newest episodes. And if you happen to like what you're listening to, we would love a review from you on whatever platform we're listening on. Uh, hopefully a five-star review. That's what we really like. And if you want more from us, go check us out on facebook.com backslash imperfectly inspirational, and you can get a little more inspiration throughout the week. Enough about that. Let's go ahead and jump on into our content. So me and my kids, we have something that we like to watch together. And, you know, I'm a very big kid at heart still. And that show is SpongeBob. That is one of our favorite shows. Now, some parents may say that's a horrible show. Some people love it. That's not what we're here to debate. We're here to talk about my favorite part of SpongeBob, about the character himself. And while this statement that I'm going to say doesn't represent all of SpongeBob, it doesn't represent all of who he is, but generally speaking, SpongeBob is a happy sponge. He's excited. He's Sometimes a little bit overbearing, but he sees life in such a great, exciting way. Even when people like Squidward at the register at the Krusty Krab don't like him, he still finds a way to find excitement to go into work and see his coworkers and to see his friends. But, you know, there's something about it that is very catchy. It makes you want to be happy. It makes you want to be exciting, right? Because happiness is contagious. And I think all in all, like I said, SpongeBob is not a perfect character by no means, but all in all, he's got the right idea of how to think happy and how to be happy in situations that may not be the happiest. But I I think as we can relate uh, to real life better, let's see what Paul had to say here in Philippians 4. We're going to read Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. And we're going to see what Paul has to say about being happy and some of the ways that we can continue to do that in our lives. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Your reasonableness there is your kindness. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I could write probably about five or six different podcasts just on what we read, but for time's sake and everything's sake, we're just going to go on our topic today, and that is what is on your mind. And unfortunately, really nowadays, we don't have much time to really think about what is on our mind, because By the time we wake up to the time we come home to go to bed, there is a constant flow of things happening. Very rarely do we have any time in between to sit down and think about what we've been through or what we're dealing with. 
because even on our so-called breaks, we're usually interrupted by text messages or emails from somebody needing something from us. And I am reading a book currently on leadership. It's by Clay Scroggins. It is How to Lead When You're Not in Charge, something like that. I don't have the title right with me, but it's actually a really good book. And he talks about people when they're in meetings, uh, oftentimes will stack them back to back and there's no time in between to process what happened in the previous meeting. So this way, when you're going into this other meeting, you're not fully focused on what you need to be focusing on. You're still thinking about the information before and that we need to take time in our lives to slow down and process these things that are happening in order to get some of the right mindset about what has happened. But unfortunately, like I said before, we are so rushed that we don't have time to process what's going on. And unfortunately, we are so rushed anymore that we don't have the thought process to include the one important thing that can help all of this. Anybody know what that is? That's God. That's God. We have been so rushed and so conditioned by the fabric of society to put more and more and more in our brains at such a fast pace that we tend to forget about God, about the one who can control all of these things in your life, about the one who can help you make sense of everything in your life, and that is God. So, First off, let's talk about slowing down. I want to encourage each and every one of you who are listening to on a daily basis, if you are so rushed throughout your day, try to take 10 to 15 minutes and pray or think or talk or whatever you want to do, but use that 10 to 15 minutes to focus on God and say, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for what I have in life. Thank you for being you. You know, we, we tend to forget who God is. God is, right? That's it. God is. But so first off, if your life is that crazy, take some time to stop and think so you can get your mind focused. Because if you're starting to focus on God more now, you're going to see some things change, but that's the first step. Take some time to slow down so you can get this craziness in your mind under control. But now let's move on to emotions. Let's move on to our thought patterns. So with everything that goes on, there's a lot of stuff to worry about. There's a lot of stuff to be fearful of. There's a lot of stuff to be angry about. And how you approach your day is going to set the tone for everything. I can tell you right now, this goes for all the emotions, but we're going to use anger for example. If you wake up and you are just angry and you do not find a way to get over that and change your thought process, anything and everything is going to make you angry. Things that normally you would ignore, things that normally you would not notice or may have even made you happy and smile, today it's going to make you angry. And ultimately, the fact of having that anger on your mind all day is nothing more than a choice. 
you're choosing to be angry and the reasons are why you can list the reasons in your head because so-and-so made me mad. I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get this. I, I wanted to do this and couldn't be there. Right. And this goes for all the emotions that you feel sad, hungry. Well, you should have stopped the Duncan on the way to work. Right now. Um, but most of the, most of the time, if we're feeling an emotion for an extended period of time, it is because of choice. It is because we have said, this is what we want to do. And ultimately, in any fact, in any emotion, through any circumstance, this may hit a little bit hard, but if you are continuing to be in that mindset, then it is now a victim mentality if you not have not done anything to fix it. If you not have not done anything to change that circumstance of what is making you whatever emotion, or if you've not done anything to try to better yourself from the moment, you are now in a victim mentality. And my friends, victim mentality will lose every time. You will lose with a victim mentality. And ultimately too, when you live in this victim mentality, of continuing in a negative, angry, sad, sorrowful mindset. This also spreads to anyone else that may be in contact with you. I'll give an example of children. Children are the ones who oftentimes suffer the most. For example, if I had chose to woke up to wake up and continue with an angry day, and I come home and my child is excited to show me a picture that they drew. With my anger, I would look down and I would say, okay, that's a good picture. Go ahead. Go on. I'm, 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 I'm angry right now. I'm, I'm doing something. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very short with them. I'm not as, as cheerful and excited about that picture as they are because in their minds, they worked very hard on it. And now that child is going to be hurt and that level of expectation that they had for me to be excited as they were is now met with disappointment. My choice to be the victim in the situation has now hurt somebody else and changed their mentality, at least for a time being. But there is a cure for this. As we mentioned in the beginning, it is God is the whole fact of goodness in your brain. Let's listen. Let's go back to see what Paul says here. I'm going to go down to verse eight. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely and commendable. There is nothing in this world that you're going to think about that is unpleasant, that is harmful, that is sad, that is going to be of God. In order to have a God-filled life, in order to have a God-filled experience throughout your day, you're going to have to have a thought process of God. That is, thinking of godly things. There is nothing that is bad. There is nothing that is negative. There is nothing that is hurtful that is of God. 
And, and, and I want you to take a look at this here at the end of verse 9. And it says, practice these things. Well, no, it says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Paul is giving an example of himself. Now, we know that all this is about the goodness of God and the wholeness of God, because God is goodness. God is happiness. God is, as I said before, God is. If it is good, if it is pure, if it is holy, God is all of these things. And Paul is talking that he was able to do an example of these things, right? Paul was able to lead them and show them this way. Why? Why was Paul able to show them this way? Because Paul was full of God. Paul had devoted his heart to God. His mindset was to God. Paul was able to lead in that example and to encourage other people. See, that is the purpose of a good mindset is to be able to help drive other people in goodness, to be able to drive people to closer to God and be able to set that example. And if you cannot focus on these pure things, then I'm sorry, your life is not going to be anything good. And some people may say, well, Chris, but what do I do if I lose my job? I'm focused on God, but somehow I lost my job today. Am I, allowed, am I not allowed to be angry of these things? Well, you're human. You're not perfect. None of us are. And I'll give you some examples. I've lived both sides of that equation. I have had experiences in my life where I have done all the things but went to God. I didn't necessarily accuse God or blaspheme God in those situations, but I... I questioned God. I said, why? Why? Why does this have to happen? This is a horrible thing. I, I cannot stand this. This is bad. And throughout the whole entire time of dealing with whatever the situation was, I was miserable. I was angry. I did not turn to God for help. I did not focus on the positivity that could come out of it. I focused on myself and the victim mentality. And it bought me nothing but anger. It bought a lot of people around me a miserable experience of who I was. But then the moments on the opposite side where something bad had happened, and I, I took a moment and I felt the emotion. You're going to feel the emotion. But then I went to God and said, God, I don't know why this is happening. I don't understand it, but I know that you have a plan, God. Help me keep looking forward. Help me to just do what I need to do. God, you do you. I have faith in you. And through that moment, I was pleasant. I was pleasant. That's the key thing. I was pleasant. My heart was, was full of joy, even though there was some things going on. And I was still able to get through it because I knew that God would take care of me. I had that faith. So mindset is going to play a major role. And whether your life is horrible or whether your life is good. And remember, only goodness comes from God. So if you want that good life, if you want to be able to feel excitement throughout the day and not be so depressed and not be so angry at everything, focus on God. Get in that presence of the goodness and the wholeness and that, that pureness that God is. And when your mind is focused on the right thing, 
you are going to be able to experience the right things. Because remember, if you are in this negativity, in this sadness, in this worrisome, you are going to miss out on so many things in life. How many times have you been in a bad mood and somebody invited you somewhere or or wanted to talk or wanted to do and you've turned it down maybe because you were in a bad mood, sad, whatever. You've turned down things or you've been in situations, but you were not present in them. With the goodness of God in your life, with pureness from God filling your heart because you've chose to focus on him and who he is. You could be fully present in those moments, in the moments with your children when you would have spent that time worrying about their future. And that moment with your parents as maybe they're getting elderly and you're you're worried about their health. You can now, instead of worrying, instead of being just your, your thought process being gone, now you could be present and enjoy those moments while they're there because you chose to focus on God. You chose to focus on goodness. So, folks, your mindset is really what steers your life. And do you know what I want my mindset to be? God. Because if my mindset steers my life, I want God steering my life, friends. There's nobody else that can do it better. So I hope today that this episode has been a help to you and that we could all go out and focus on the pure source of happiness, the pure source of contentment. That is God. And folks, you got this. You can do better and change your mind for the betterment of yourself and your family and this world. I love each and every one of you, and I hope you all have a wonderful week.